It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson. Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson at Will Pile 11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Another episode coming at you today. We actually got two episodes, so a lot of exciting stuff, uh, stuff on the feed. You heard me rant for 20 minutes, probably the most negative or uh, fired up I, I've ever been doing the pod, which in for three years and a lot of bad football. It's that's saying something. Um, no better person to kind of have come on, Matt Hamilton. You know, formerly a good morning football is where we kind of uh, we're kind of met, and obviously now with FanDuel TV. And uh, Matt, how we uh, how we doing today? I'm great, Will. I appreciate you having me on. Excited to be here. Yeah, of course, man. I'm excited. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a Mariner. Got a a victory on Friday uh, or Thursday, whatever that was. Um, Trying to get trying to trying to get Robert Sala to to wear a nice Mariner football shirt, uh, you know, one of these days in his weekly uh, Friday pressers. But um, obviously, Sunday was Sunday was a tough. You had a I had a tough Sunday. You had a tough uh, tough couple days there. Got to lose. a lot of backlash, Joe Namath freaking out, um, Wayne Corbett ripping the team. What do you make of kind of what's going on with the Jets right now, kind of overall, and then we'll kind of look forward to this Kansas City game? I just think, I mean, I'm I'm crushed for you guys because I thought this was going to be the year you weren't going to have to worry about this stuff. Um, you know, it, nobody could have foreseen what was going to happen with Rodgers. And, you know, as much as I think Rodgers' presence – did help Zach Wilson in some ways. It just, I don't think it was enough time. I think if he had a full year sitting behind Rogers, you know, to develop, to sit back, to learn from him, you know, we would have really seen the product of that relationship. Um, but yeah, you just, that it wasn't enough time clearly um, for Zach to really soak up. I think what he needed to, I think we've seen, you know, some areas of improvement. I mean, last year, obviously like things got as disastrous as they could possibly get. Um, you know, so I, so I do think there have been some baby steps forward, but overall it's just, it's a mess of a situation. I think the most frustrating part for me, just on the outside looking in is, is the kind of refusal to address the quarterback position in other ways. And I know adding Trevor Simeon was technically a move at the quarterback position, but I don't think that's really, you know, (laughs) that's really a long-term solve here. Yeah, no, look, it's it's something that's tough because I think internally, I think the Jets want to compete. They want to win this year. They know it's not good with Zach, but 
and they've kind of they, they messed up. It's it's going on and repeating myself a million times that all spring and all summer I said you need to bring a veteran quarterback to it, and they didn't do it. X, Y, and Z, hoping Zach could figure it out. Um, my I guess my it is crazy. Trevor Simeon's numbers like aren't that bad. I know he's not a good quarterback. I, I get that, but comparatively to what we're looking at, what they've currently been working with, Trevor Simeon looks like prime Peyton Manning. So um, I feel like you, you take Zach this week, you see what happens, and then you kind of get Trevor Simeon ready for you know, for Denver next week. I guess, how do you kind of feel like the rest of the team's played through three weeks? Because I think their expectations were so high for the defense. The defense has played well. I think they struggled against Dallas a little bit. They've had some some big plays, but other than that, I think they've looked mostly good. And everyone's yeah. kind of taken heat because they're one and two, but I also think it's a, it all keeps coming back to the quarterback. Unfortunately, you know, that's how the NFL works. Yeah. And it, it really does. And, and it just exacts, it, it exacerbates all your issues when the quarterback play isn't good. Right. Because, you know, you'd like to see the running game, maybe do a little bit more, but if teams are loading the box and, you know, the offensive line, I, you know, I think the offensive line has done a solid job for the positions that they've been put in, having to reshuffle things with some injuries um as the season's gone along but when the when the when you're going against a team that can load the box because they're not worried about your quarterback it's going to make it really hard to run the ball and it's going to make the offensive line look worse than what it is so I really do think it all stems from the quarterback position and it is interesting looking at Simeon you're right he's had some moments over the years where he's looked pretty good and you know even in New Orleans you know there were some there were some rough games in there there were some solid games in there too um, the thing that concerns me is just I, I was up at Bengals camp when we were doing our up and Adams training camp tour with Kay. And, um, you know, there was that battle Burrow was out with the calf when we got there. And there's that battle between him and Jake Browning for the backup spot and, and Jake Browning beat him out. And uh, it just wasn't, you know, I've seen good things from Trevor over the years, even his first year in Denver, he was solid. Um, he was he was struggling up there though, and I don't know exactly what was going on. You know, you'd think with having Higgins and Chase to throw to and all those guys, he would look better than he did. Um, so I do think that's you know, that's why I'm a little more you know I'm a little more hesitant on on believing he can be that long term just from what I saw up there. But you never know. Um, but it's it's interesting. I know this is a little bit out there, but Gronk actually was on our show today and brought up an interesting point. He really wants. He really wants the Jets to go make a trade for Kirk Cousins. He wants the Vikings to kind of just pack it in, go all in for Caleb Williams. And Cousins is in the last year of his deal. Um, you know, have him play this year and then Rodgers can come back next year for you. And it gives, you know, getting a quarterback like that, it's going to – this Jets team is a playoff team with what they have, around, you know, elsewhere on the defense, with the run game, with Garrett Wilson. This is a playoff team if you bring in a guy even of Kirk's caliber. Yeah, look, I, I kind of suggested this morning, um, you know, I know Tennessee is not going to move Kirk Cousins, you know, today. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill today. But Ryan mm -hmm. Tannehill is due $21 million the rest of the year. It's an expiring deal. The Titans obviously have two young quarterbacks they should be taking a look at. They're not going anywhere this year. Tannehill is going to walk after the year. It's probably a day three pick. I know, you know, internally, I'm sure discussions have already been had and, and, you know, or will be had shortly around a guy like a Tannehill, you know, familiarity with the staff, Hackett, Downing, knows the system, has won games in the NFL, can kind of operate that play action system, good running game, talented backs, talented receiver. We've seen all these things. I know he's not been yeah. good this year through three games. Tennessee's kind of looked awful as a whole. Um, so yeah. I don't really put too much stock into how, you know, some of these bad teams and these guys look, but that's a name, the Kirk Tannehill Stafford doesn't feel realistic. The Rams are going to be too competitive. And I think, you know, yeah. going into next year, like 
once they kind of can add some stuff to the roster, they might look a lot better too. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, I love the Tannehill solution. That's, pro that's probably a little bit more realistic than Cousins, but you're right. He hasn't looked good this year, but I think it's more – the offensive line has been awful. They haven't been able to get the run game going. And and really, since losing A.J. Brown, you know, I know they added DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't look quite himself, at least. Yeah, yeah you didn't add 26-year-old DeAndre Hopkins, though. He, exactly. So um, – and, and you're right. We've seen him do it. He's got some mobility. He, he, you know, it's the type of system that I think we'd see, we'd see him work well. And, and you're right, Todd Downing was with him in, in Tennessee as well. So it could be an easy transition from that standpoint, because that's what you look at, too. If you're adding a quarterback now, they're playing catch up. They can't just come in and play and save the season right away, which is why, again, it's frustrating to me that they didn't get a little bit more aggressive weeks ago, because it takes time for these quarterbacks to get ready to play in an NFL game, joining a new team mid-year. Yeah, no, look, I, I kind of. I said it on the, on the pod on Monday, I, I get that. I get the, you got to get guys up to speed, but I also don't think it's an excuse not to add anybody knowing it's like, you can always make an excuse for stuff. Yeah. Baker, Baker won a game last year on Thursday night football in two days rest, uh, yeah. you know, coming in again, that's an aberration, but it, it still is a point of like, it can be done. And, you know, it's not like Baker is the, <laughs> this all world player. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit and transition towards, you know, this just chiefs game. I know, you know, everyone's focusing on Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift being at MetLife potentially and <laughs> focused on Rogers kind of hinting he might be at the game and, Oh, it's, this is going to be the worst, you know, a horrible game blowout, et cetera, et cetera. A, I don't see this game as being a huge blowout. I just don't think this, this team is like way too talented to get blown out. It kind of, maybe it looks like the Tennessee game last year that we kind of all thought the same thing. The chiefs Tennessee game where Malik lost through like nine passes and they, they almost won that game, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, I guess the Chiefs, we kind of talked about it a little bit. They haven't looked – they looked great against the Bears, to be fair. Everyone looks great against mm -hmm. the Bears. They're probably the worst organization in football right now. But the weeks before, I know missing guys or first week backs and stuff like that. Jacksonville's a good team, but they didn't – Mahomes kind of gave a few away. It felt like Chris yeah. Jones took that game over. I guess in, in total, I know they have just won a Super Bowl. They're going to be in the playoffs and like they'll figure it out. That said, this isn't like a perfect Chiefs team by any means. No, no, it, it definitely isn't. And I, I actually, I go through um, every week with Chase Daniel for Kansas City Sports Network. We go through the film, break down the Chiefs offense, really dig into into the tape. And uh, there were definitely signs of life, as you said. Some of it had to do with just the Bears being the Bears, but uh, you definitely saw Mahomes starting to build some chemistry with some of those new new receivers like Rasheed Rice, um, with Sky Moore getting more and more time, and that connection looked better. So you're seeing signs of growth from the offense. I'm not convinced that it's totally fixed and and up to speed with where it was last year. Um, but the thing that's really stood out to me the most about the Chiefs this year is it, it, that defense looks as good as any defense Mahomes has ever had. Um, and that that's scary to think about because you think at some point the offense is going to get up to speed um, and and really start clicking. They have Mahomes, you, you know, you figure it's going to happen. Um, but if this defense keeps playing the way it's playing, this team is really, really scary. And, uh, and that's what, you know, that's what makes it tough. Cause you're right. We saw, we've seen games over the last couple of years, the Texans took them to overtime last year. We've seen games where they kind of got beat them too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Colts beat them. Um, so there were some games where they got caught napping even last year on the, during that Super Bowl run. So I think if you're the jets, this is the right time to get them. Cause you're getting them, you know, K kind of theorized last week that maybe the bears could sneak up on them, be that team. But 
I think the Chiefs, they hadn't solved enough of their issues yet, you know, to feel comfortable. So I figured, you know, they would be kind of locked in on that game. Now, you know, they're feeling good. Taylor Swift is in the building. You have all this stuff going on. Maybe you can catch them napping. And again, with this Jets defense, if they can force two or three turnovers, it completely changes this game and is going to give them an opportunity to stick around. Yeah, we, we saw it on, we saw week one, you know, this team with Zach Wilson went and beat the Bills. And like, honestly, if yeah. Rodgers played, the problem is, and you can do this all year if Rodgers would have played, but like the Jets did more than enough to beat the Patriots, you know, on defense. And obviously the quarterback play was so putrid that it was, it was impossible. Even the Dallas yeah. game, I think is a lot closer. You know, again, teams are just approaching them defensively a lot different. Chris Jones is going to be a problem. But again, Joe Tittman made his debut last, you know, last week and, and actually looked really good. And, you know, the one pressure he allowed, yeah. I guess, was a penalty. So it didn't count as a pressure. Lucky him. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Zach Wilson took a safety in a situation you can't take a safety in. So uh, not ideal there. But, you know, you, we mentioned kind of the Chiefs and catching some napping and things like that. I guess, what do you really expect from this game? Kind of Because we've kind of talked about, look, the Chiefs are starting to figure it out. The Jets are kind of almost going the opposite direction. It's a primetime game, which either means it's going to be overly close and what we don't expect, or it's going to be one of those horrible last last year Thursday night games where every game was was terrible. Is yeah. there any chance of the Jets keeping this close, or is it? do you think you kind of gut feeling the Chiefs you know, end up winning pretty pretty hand? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Here. I, I do think they can keep it close. I think there's a good chance they keep it close because of the way this defense is playing. And, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see many games where the Jets are going to just get their doors blown off this year, even with Zach, unless Zach starts just turning the ball over, you know, trying to do way too much back there. 
I think they're going to hang around most teams that they play. I mean, they had chances to win that Patriots game as bleak as it was. They had chances to win that game in the fourth quarter. Um, and just, you know, obviously the offense wasn't able to get it done, but even the Cowboys game, you know, the final score was what it was, but that was a game for, you know, for the majority of that, of that contest. So, um, I think they can keep it close. I think we're going to see more of a defensive battle than people expect, you know, seeing that chiefs logo, you know, out there. Um, I do think the jets defense can keep them under control enough. Um, and again, it's all, it's all going to come down. It's all going to come down to Zach, not turning the ball over and making enough plays to keep the defense honest. And, and when you look at him, you know, I, I was watching a little bit of the tape studying, studying it a little bit, and it's just, there's opportunities there. It really, you know, and even going back to last year, you see it's, there's a mental block almost in his game right now. And I don't know if he's overthinking things. Um, I don't know if it's just he's pressing too much. I don't know if it's if it is like seeing ghosts. Uh, sorry to bring up that phrase or, or nerves or what, but there's something else going on. It's not ability. Um, there's something else going on here. Even even at Jets practice, we do we had Jets Jets practice on part of our training camp tour too, and just watching him when he got in and was getting reps. You know, I'm looking I'm I'm looking at his reads and I'm seeing the receivers there, and he's you know trying to extend plays when he doesn't have to trying to do way too much. I think just keeping it simple, getting the ball out on time where it's supposed to go. If he can just do those things, you know, the jets have enough talent to make plays. He doesn't have to try to extend plays and do too much. Just get the ball out of your hand, get it to the open guy. Yeah, no. And the problem is he's not, when he gets out of pocket now, he's not even trying to make a play. He's just throwing it away, which everyone wants him to throw it away, but like, that doesn't mean throw it away right away. It means if something's yeah. not, if you don't see something awesome, get rid of it. And it's like, he doesn't even want to see it. No, I agree with you. I saw him in camp too. And everyone's like, he's having this great camp. And I was like, he's going against the twos and I'm not really seeing it. I'm seeing like a guy whose footwork's a little bit better. Who's playing a little looser, mm-hmm. but like, it's not like it's this extravagant thing. Even the preseason, he had a couple of nice plays. It was like a lot of what we saw last year, a couple of nice plays, a couple of throws that are lucky not to get picked. And then a couple yep. of throws where you're like, Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's tough there. Last kind of quick two things here. One, we kind of joked about the the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Mm. That said, do you feel like it's even a little bit of a distraction, or can become a distraction with the Chiefs? I I know they're such well-oiled machine. It's Andy Reid, and they've got this sustained win, you know, ability with success and all that stuff. That said, we we have seen these things even with the Patriots, even with other teams, where sometimes the story gets almost too big that it's like. It might not affect you every week, but there's some weeks where it's like it's a lot. Is that is that a possibility even a little bit that this could kind of weigh on them just just enough to like that 10, 5, 10 percent edge that they maybe uh, as a team might need? Yeah, I think it is something you monitor because it's it's not just it's such a huge thing. She's the most famous <laughs> woman in the world. Yeah. And and just seeing I, I saw some numbers late last night of just like how much their ticket sales increases. He has like four, he got like 400,000 followers. followers, Yeah. So whenever you get those added eyeballs, all the, and we know how that fan base, Taylor's fan base can be pretty intense if things like are not going well and, and they start swarming him, you know, um, there, you know, these guys are human beings. I think people forget that sometimes they can try to block out distractions as much as they want but they're humans and this type of stuff does impact you. You know, I think it's person to person, team to team, you know, that depends how much it's going to affect you. But 
you know, we can just pretend that they're robots. Like this stuff does impact you. You are thinking about it. And again, if I, I guess it depends how this goes. If things don't go well and people start attacking, I mean, people are already attacking him for things that he's done in the past, um, for fighting his teammates in practice, which happens every single football practice. Um, but yeah, people are already trying trying to, you know, drive a wedge between this and make it a bigger story. So um so yeah i think there absolutely is that potential if there's a team that i think is well equipped to handle it and players that i think are well equipped to handle it it's it's the chiefs but it is something you got to think about yeah no i remember when the stuff happened with Mahomes' brother and stuff like that he's able to kind of like yes distracting during the week but they've they've been able to you know be able to kind of make things uh you know make things work there last thing obviously you know on good morning football for a long time obviously uh some good 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 mutual friends there obviously we're doing the stuff with k now (laughs) you know, for a couple of years, is there one like big difference going from, I mean, obviously you get, you're a lot, of, you're on air a lot now. So uh, that's, that's one thing I'm sure, but you know, what's either been like maybe a fun or, or a fun story or something that, you know, it's been kind of a crazy experience over the last couple of years, obviously doing this stuff with FanDuel TV and, uh, and up in Adams. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a tough transition. It was hard to leave Good Morning Football having been there since the beginning. You know, I, I love everybody there. I loved my time there and, you know, felt so much ownership of it again, because we grew it kind of from the ground up and got to see it become what it became. But um, the opportunity at FanDuel has been so much fun. We get to, you know, getting to start something new again and, and, and with Kay who, you know, I've been with for going on seven years now working with her. Um, it's been so much fun. And I think the coolest part is, you know, with FanDuel, it's like Kay gets an idea and, you know, Kay can be impulsive at times, as you've probably seen. And she gets an idea in her head and they're just like, yeah, go, go for it. Like the training camp tour. She's like, I just want to go around and go to training camps and do my show at training camps. And like, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's go for it. And we did it. Um, and yeah, most recently, like a couple of weeks ago, she's like, I'd really like to go to London. Like, let's do our show in London. And they're like, sure, go for it. So we're going to London in, in two weeks. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's just, um, it's been really fun. Or the Super Bowl, getting to put a bar on our set and having, you know, Buda Baker and Mark. Garrett Wilson was on, right? I think Garrett Wilson trashed. came on. Yep, Garrett came Garrett on. Was, he, Garrett did get trashed, but yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Garrett, knowing Garrett, it was uh, a more tame, calm dude, uh, oh, yeah. dude, smooth talker for sure. <laughs> yeah we love you know we loved him um but yeah it's just been it's been so cool to get that kind of support just whatever idea popped into our heads they're just like go for it and they they let us do it and and you know um and go all in to support us with it. it's been it's been really cool so we've gotten to do a lot of fun stuff already more fun stuff planned for this year i think we're going to be going to more games doing more shows at stadiums which is pretty fun um so really excited for that going forward um yeah and, and talking to Garrett Willis Garrett Wilson was all he's one of our favorites he he could not have been cooler actually got to meet Brees Hall uh he came and did a camp uh in New Rochelle with some of our kids where local players could come and, and learn from him and he could not have been cooler like great guy with the kids um had a lot of insight too um love talking it was interesting hearing him talking about Brock Purdy how much he loves him and you know he saw this coming with him that was cool um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been great to, you know, get out there and, you know, get to talk to some more of these players and coaches and, and, you know, see these facilities, see these teams in action live. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. No, it's awesome. It's well-deserved obviously. And it's, and it's funny. Everyone always, uh, everyone, every time one of the seventh or sixth round picks ends up working out, Oh, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> 
No, you sure you did. But no, you Kentucky Derby too. It was right before Rogers got traded. That was peak. Randall yeah. Cobb came on. They were all there, and it was like, so is this going to happen, or what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, not, it's, it yeah. seems like it's always the Jets. We always, you know, we've had a lot of Jets, uh, you know, interaction. So hopefully we can keep that going going forward, and and hopefully we see, uh, you know see them get things going I, I want it for Sala so badly it's impossible not to root for that guy and all these players there's so many great players on this team so many great personalities and and you got to pull for them going forward yeah no 100 obviously appreciate you hopping on um continued success obviously the rest of the season coaching but you know obviously most importantly um you know with the show and, and enjoy london and, and kind of that culture and a lot of beans on toast and, and a bunch of dog shit food <laughs> they eat over there no offense to the, people, the jets fans in the uk but uh no i appreciate you hopping on actually make sure you guys are following matt does a lot of good stuff not only in the show but some film breakdowns and things like that on twitter obviously the pod with with chase daniel amongst uh amongst other things and again appreciate you Appreciate you hopping on. Make sure you guys are tuning in this episode and uh, we'll have another one out with Brad Spielberger. Talk a little bit about some cap ramifications of, you know, if the Jets were to trade for a quarterback, so make sure you're tuned in for that and uh, enjoy the rest of the day, everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening.